It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on in to the Locked On Auburn podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Happy Cinco de Mayo, friends. Happy Cinco de Mayo, Michael Pappas. Thank you, Zach Blackerby. This is a holiday very near and dear to my heart. Yes, uh, on my morning show, Auburn No Blogger, this morning we had several heated debates with several of my guests about uh, if you were Team Soft Taco or Team Heart Taco, I quickly realized how in the minority I was that the vast majority of Americans love soft tacos. Uh, I think the problem is most people have not had good hard tacos because they're more difficult to make. And, and Are you Team Heart Taco? Absolutely. I knew I loved you. Yeah. Um, of course, my mom's side of the family has a family taco recipe. Because you're from and- Texas. Well, my mom's side of my family is actually my mom's from Arizona, which is you know more Hispanic than Texas, if that's possible. Sure. Um, I'm yeah. So they, it's kind of my grandpa makes them and my mom makes them, and uh, the tortillas make all the difference. Like if you just went to a grocery store and bought like Mission tortillas, it would not be as good as if you bought them from Mexico, Arizona, California, somewhere like that. All right. Well, if you want to uh, enjoy. Your uh, Cinco de Mayo to the fullest. I mean, safely. Safely. You can use our friends Fetch Me. Um, yeah, their free app. Or, of course, their free uh, their free website as well. So just uh, fetchmedelivery.com. And as for today's show, though, it is broadcast or it is made possible due to our friends at Built Bar. I had the peanut butter built bar yesterday. They have a crazy amount of different flavors. When I first opened the box that they sent all the hosts, I was like, okay, cool. I thought it was just gonna be like half one, half the other. And no, there are like literally there are all 10 different flavors. And they, you know, if you go on the website, you could build your own box and kind of, you know, mold it to, you know, whatever you want. I mean, it's a great product. It is absolutely a great product. And when I was reading all of their their promotional stuff, their whole thing is like, you know, it's less calories. A lot of protein. Most of them have around 14 grams of protein, and it's just 170 calories in a bar. I'm like, holy cow, that's ridiculous. And uh, But I've had several power bars. I know you have, too. You and I work mm-hmm. out together a lot. And uh, Well, you, not right now. That's true. But usually, like, when you have it, it's, like, either really chalky or it's really chewy. And their big thing is, like, hey, it has all this stuff, and it genuinely tastes like a candy bar. And I'm like, I, I'm skeptical, but okay. And holy cow, were they right. They nailed it. Kind of messes with your brain a little bit when you're eating this. It's a little like, this is definitely not healthy. Yeah. But it, it is. It is. It is. So yeah, check out BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. All right, Michael Pappas. On Friday's show, we did. Uh, we talked about Auburn's top X factors going into 2020. You and I looked at what X factors were, and we disagreed on what it was, which is kind of what typically happens when we do these lists. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do our top five X factors 
going into the 2020 football season. I'll start first if that's okay with you. Hey, man, that's more than okay. I'm going to go with Andre Butler. Andre Butler as my fifth uh, biggest X factor going into Auburn's 2020 football season. We've talked about replacing the defensive line. You know, obviously Marlon Davidson, obviously Derek Brown. I think when you look at Dre Butler, uh, I mean, I think he is ready to make an impact day one. Number one JUCO player, depending on where you looked, but I mean, he's a, he's a top guy coming out of the JUCO ranks. And it's interesting because a lot of the recruiting places had him at a defensive end, and Auburn had him listed as a defensive tackle. And to me, that screams Marlon Davidson. I think that's kind of what you look at. And, you know, he was talking to Justin Ferguson with The Athletic, and there's some there's some quotes from him saying, like, hey, they're going to use me like they did with Marlon. And when you look at how you're going to replace a guy like that, this is a good option. So I'm going with Andre Butler as my number five. Okay, I like that. I have a sort of similar pick uh, in a sense of it's an unknown and in a position group that could make all the difference. Okay. Did you like that spin I put on what you said? I'm fired up. Uh, I got Mark Anthony Richards. Uh, we heard a bunch of hype about this guy coming out of high school. We heard a bunch of hype about this guy going into fall. Uh, he gets injured in fall camp. I believe in fall camp. It may have been in summer. Okay. And doesn't get to play. And then we are now kind of sitting. And it looks like he's going to be competing with DJ Williams and Tank Bigsby. For uh, for that starting running back spot, but you know, for all we know, Mark Anthony Richards could be the best of the bunch um, uh, going into this season. It's uh, interesting to me. It seems like there's always an Auburn running back every off season that fans gravitate to and are super excited about. It's mm-hmm. been Booby Whitlow the past two seasons, and I've kind of been on the whole like, uh, let's let's see him actually do it before mm-hmm. you know you just kind of say he's super athletic. This year, it, it, it is Mark Anthony Richards, and it's bizarre to me because, one, the, the little glimpses we saw of D.J. Williams, I thought D.J. was phenomenal. And then and you I, get a five-star guy coming in and tank, and it's like, it's just interesting that we've all picked collectively to, like, all right, we're going to hype up Mark Anthony. Okay, I'm surprised you said that because I have not really seen a lot of Mark Anthony hype. Dude, that's all I see when people really? are talking about Auburn running backs. Yeah, okay. that's all I'm seeing, dude. I hear a lot of DJ Williams or see a lot of DJ Williams, you know, him being the returning guy. Um, I know we field, we have fielded quite a bit of questions, quite a few questions um, about DJ Williams. Uh, and then, like you said, Tank Bigsby, the five-star. And I just kind of find myself thinking like, Mark Anthony Richards could, you know, like I said, he could be the best of the group. Now, there's a flip side to that. He could also be the worst of the group, and so that's why he's pretty high on my list. He's a guy who could truly be a a, a very important player for Auburn, and if he has a very good game, it could end up making all the difference, and then he could end up being, you know, rather meaningless in the grand scheme of things. All right, I want to continue this conversation. So my number four is Tank Bigsby. I'll do my okay. number four first as well so we can kind of keep talking about running backs here, but... I was talking about this with somebody earlier today, and it's interesting because when you look at kind of the smaller sample size of when Malzahn has truly done, you know, spreading the ball around to running backs, there's been guys that did different roles, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's your, you know, uh, your Corey Grant your and your Trey Mason and then your Cameron Artis Payne. Like all three of those guys are kind of different. Trey and Cap were pretty similar um, as far as style. Their body types were different, but as far as style, they were pretty mm-hmm. pretty similar. And like you have your faster guy, your Sean Shivers, but the combination of 
Tank of DJ and Mark Antony, they're all kind of the same back. And so I don't think you're going to see all three of them. I think you're going to see Sean Shivers. I think you're going to see Harold Joyner and, you know, kind of a, a player to a game, but that's going to cut into your total work, your workload for all your running backs. And I think you're going to see one of these three guys just kind of get, move to the back seat. And I think the guy that's least likely for that to happen is Tank Bigsby. And I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite because I'm like, I, I never build up freshmen mm-hmm. um, under Malzahn just because you haven't really seen it that consistently with the exception of like, you know, carry on and, and rock Thomas. But in this situation where there's not a proven guy, I think he's got a chance. Yeah, I don't hate anything that you say. I mean, I feel like my number five, your number four are, are, are very similar. Um, I went with Mark Antony because I feel like he's kind of gotten the least amount of hype of, of the three guys. And then you immediately said you think he's getting the most of the hype or the majority of the hype. So. Um, I mean, I'm just talking about you know what I see on Auburn Twitter, mm-hmm. what I've seen you know as I've trying to grow the the Locked On Auburn Instagram page. Please follow it at Auburn Podcast would mean a ton. But you know, I'm following all these other pages and reading all these yeah. comments and you know trying to engage you know people you know as I try to grow that thing. And I'm seeing, I mean, there's so much excitement for Mark Antony, and I'm like, you know, it's just bizarre. I'm not seeing a whole lot of Tank, not seeing a whole lot of DJ, which I, I'm just it, this- it surprises me. This might not be the most popular opinion, but I would not be all that shocked if DJ Williams ends up being the the guy left out. Which see, I, I think it's going to be Mark Antony. So we'll see. And that very well could happen. I mean, for Mark Antony and Tank, I, I think DJ is the least likely to be left out. Actually, really? I think if I had By to the pick end somebody, of the yeah, if I had to pick, you know, of those three, who gets last, uh, I would pick the other two before DJ. Interesting. DJ may be most likely to be second in the rotation. At, at the beginning of the season, I think most likely to be third is Tank. Sure. And then by the end of the season, I think most likely to be third is either Mark Antony or DJ. I think DJ is more talented than Mark Antony. But we'll see, man. We'll see. See, that's... You kind of hit both... Like, we have no idea. Like, Mark Antony hasn't been on the field. And before the season started, ever all the reports out of camp were that Mark Antony was more talented. Sure. So it's just kind of like you miss that freshman season. I mean, that's a big deal. I guess, but he's a red shirt. Like we see red shirt freshman. Yeah, but if you slap a red shirt label on there, it's not like they. Oh, cool. They got like a no, know, no, no. They got more experience from it. You know, it's not a video game. I know. I know you're saying it's not, but but there's a lot of people that are like, well, he's a red shirt, so you know that that year's gone anyway. I'm like, well, uh, you still could get better in a year. Correct. I, I just mean, I, I guess it's like. It's obviously different than being a normal redshirt freshman because he was injured. He wasn't just sitting out. That's fair. All right, Michael's number four coming up in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. We're taking a look back at the best year in Auburn football history. This is for all the Tostitos. Listen to our upcoming series, remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. All this team does is win. Relive Cam Newton's Heisman run. That was extraordinary. That kind of run makes you want to strike a post. That was a Heisman run if I've ever seen one. Auburn's opportunistic defense. It's a safety! Intercepted! He'll run it in! Ball comes loose. Touchdown, Auburn! There's Bynes again! Intercepted! Intercepted in the end zone! 
and that's your ball game. All the way from Jordan-Hare Stadium, Glendale, Arizona, here come the Tigers. Hear the story told by Jason Caldwell, voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, Mike Svetitz, and more. The series will drop mid to late May on Locked On Auburn. It's going to be on, it's going to be on, it's going to be on, and it's going to be insane. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, my number four was Tank Bigsby. Michael Pappas, who is your number four X-Factor for Auburn? football heading into 2020. Yeah, so we kind of got down a uh, running back rabbit hole there, so I'm going uh, to bring us around into a different rabbit you hole. Know, it, it's been a minute since we've talked running, running backs. backs. Yeah. That's what the people want. The people want running back chatter. I'm fine with it. Uh, my number four is Chad Morris. Uh, I think that we've seen how important play calling is I mean, yeah. in college football in general, but especially in Malzahn's offense. Um, we saw how much, I mean, Chip Lindsey – uh, had his ups and downs as Auburn's play caller. We've seen Gus have ups and downs calling his own plays. I mean, we saw we kind of saw the highs and the lows this season with, with Gus. And, uh, and and watching, you know, we've talked about, we've played the promo for, we've been hyping up this 2010 special that we're doing. And um, in fact, I, just played. Oh wow! In fact, um, I going through the season and, and listening to all the different touchdown calls, the number of times that they're like, Oh my gosh, what an amazing call by Malzon on this play. I mean, yeah. So it's, uh, I, I just think that if Chad Morris, you know, has an incredible season as the play caller, Auburn's going to have an incredible season on the football field. Yeah. It's just the ability to kind of feel the flow of the game mm-hmm. and, you know, using kind of the left and right and using the horizontal game to open up the vertical game. I mean, that's what, that's really how Malzahn took on college football and took them by storm in that 2010 season that we spent and, a lot of time looking at. And again in 2013. I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. When we've talked about those two games the last two weeks that we've done, it, uh, oh, we got to pick a, a throwback Thursday game. Uh, we, sorry. We're doing, uh, we, we decided on 07 Florida, right? Didn't we do that last week? We talked about that last week? If we did, I forgot. So let's I don't do know. it. 07 okay. Florida. 07 Florida. I'll write that down. Cool. Uh, we uh, the, the two 2013 games both had screen passes that went for touchdowns or tunnel screens or whatever you call them. Sure. Uh, and so I just think if Chad Morris has one of those, you know, if he can string some games together where we sit on this podcast on Monday or Tuesday and we're like, I was so impressed with the game Chad Morris called. Yeah. I, I think that Auburn is in for a great season. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just the the feeling that he had early on in showcase as far as being able to use other teams' tendencies and the individual mm-hmm. player, you know, oh, he gets upfield, so you don't even have to block him on this play kind of thing. So can Chad Morris master that in this abbreviated offseason? That we assume yeah. is going to happen. So what 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 does that look like? Yeah, I had um I admitted on Friday I had Chad Morris at nine and I admitted that that was too low. And so you have him at four. I think that makes um I think that makes a lot of sense. And to be honest, it's kind of a shame that uh 
he like we're not going to have any of the coaches that aren't new coaches on this list. But I mean, Rodney Garner could be on this list um, because it's a huge. I mean, it's a huge job getting this defensive line back from what may have been the best defensive line in. in I mean, especially recent Auburn history. Yeah, I mean, if you do too much of that, then it's like, well, you need every assistant coach yeah. on this list. So it's like, well, Cody Burns has a really big job too, you know, preparing these wide receivers to to help out their quarterback, you know. Yeah, but most of the wide receivers are pretty well, established. We think what no, is established. That's been our whole point. Is like, who who else is it outside of Seth? Yeah, but we got yes, but we know Seth Williams is like the guy, and then Eli Stove is a senior. I mean, he knows his role, and so not that he's beyond coaching or anything, but it's not like you know for the offensive line where he's replacing four guys or like like right now as we sit, we know who three of the top four receivers are as people. Like, we know th- what the name is as we sit right now. I mean, I guess you're still replacing Will Hastings, who had a big role in the offense over the last few years. You're replacing Sal Canella. You're having to replace him with what we think it'll be Shedrick Jackson, but you still got to get Shedrick Jackson to be ready for that yeah, full-time role. I'm not even talking about Shedrick Jackson. I'm just talking, you've got Seth Williams, Anthony Schwartz, and Eli Stove, right? Presumably those are going to be your top three playmakers at wide receiver. And so... I just think that, I mean, really, two of the position coaches on defense and then Bicknell on the offensive line and really Cadillac all have tougher jobs just because they're replacing. So, you mind if I give my number three first? Yeah, no, go for it. So, it's funny. You mentioned the top three guys. My number three is Zach Farrar, wide receiver, transfer. You're rolling your eyes at me. I think we're going to see a big season from Zach Farrar. I've just had a feeling. Um, I, I expected more from him a year ago. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the year for him where he kind of elevates his game, gets more opportunities because, I mean, you mentioned the top three there. You mentioned Seth. You mentioned Schwartz. Tony. Sure. And then you mentioned uh, you mentioned Eli. And it's like, well, Eli's not going to do that role. So it's like, you know, can, can Zach Farrar be another physical presence on the outside? Can he compete for that big slot role? I don't think that's his role, but can he do enough to get on the field more? And so I want to see I want to see what that looks like. So he's my number three. I know that's unpopular. I know a lot of people are like, Zach, you're dumb, but that's, that's yeah, what that's, I, I don't hate having Farrar on your list. I mean, he's a guy who could make an impact if we came out of any game. But I thought I, I, if he was at like nine or ten on your list, I'd be all. You'd be more okay with number three is uh, absurd, but yeah, he is the only. Yeah, he's the only receiver I have. I'm on record, very much, uh, that I don't understand the wide receiver position at Auburn. Don't get how it works. We've talked about it a lot of times. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna have Justin Ferguson on under the impression that when Farrar came in, he was supposed to be like Darius Slayton. Yeah, which is what Seth is. Except, yeah. Again, like, I don't feel like that's true. I feel like Seth doesn't get, like... Like, if Seth caught a 75-yard touchdown pass, I'd be shocked. That could be a style thing, though, not a position thing. not... Okay. Yeah, we're going to get Justin Ferguson on soon. We're going to ask him to come on and kind of break down the different... The the quirks of the wide receiver. And and maybe I'm just trying to put these guys into like too much of a box, I guess. And let them be their own guy. I know. Let them be their own guy. Like I don't want them to be their own guy. Yeah, sure. All right. Coming up, we, uh, we will get Michael's number three X factor going into 2020 right here on locked on Auburn. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Pappas, who is your number three, my friend? Um, I've got the two the, the two defensive guys that I feel like are going from a primary backup role to a defensive leader. Like we need them to not make a a a small jump from primary backup to starter, but a, a big jump to excuse me, primary defensive guy. Uh, and that's Big Cat Brian and Roger McCreary. Uh, you had Big Cat on your list uh, previously. Whoa, spoiler. Spoiler. I might have Big Cat on oh, my I list thought, coming up. I thought he was low. I thought we already did. No. Um, After we recorded on Friday, we shared our whole list with each other. Okay, I would have bet you $1,000 that you had him lower. Okay, I apologize. Um, and then Roger McCreary. Um, I feel like those guys need to have a big impact on the defense next season. Uh, I think... You know, Big Cat could have a big season, and I think we're both really high on Roger McCreary. Having a lockdown corner completely changes your defense. Just go ask LSU with Derek Stingley last year. Yeah, I mean, my my number six was Pritchett slash Damio, you know, the guy on the other side of McCreary. So, sure. it's Yeah, and I think we agree on that one. Like, we need Roger McCreary to be, you know, as good as Noah was last year, if not better. Mm -hmm. And and that could be a a massive impact on the defense. Sure. Uh, My number two is Big Cat Bryant. Michael had it first. <laughs> Sorry, I, I really no, it, it's fine, thought man. that it's fine. Uh, but, but yeah, team. I am extremely high on Big Cat Bryant. My guys going into the season as of right now: Big Cat Bryant, Connus Miller, Zach Farrar. I mean, those are just the three guys that I'm like. I think they are ready to ball out this year. So my number two X factor, yeah, Big Cat. He's gonna. I think he's gonna lead the team in sacks. I think he's gonna be a top three sack leader in uh, in the SEC, and I think that he's gonna be the best pass rusher Auburn's had probably since Jeff Holland. So I'm I'm excited to see what that looks like. Hmm. My number two is a little similar. I've got KJ Downhill Britt. Thank and, you for saying his full name, by the way. And Owen Papo. Okay. Um, we still need a nickname for him. Didn't we look up Papo in Greek or something? What did it mean? Well, Papu in Greek is grandfather. So I don't know what Papo would Grandpa be. Grandpa Owen. Just call him Gramps. Okay, he can be Gramps. So KJ Downhill Britt and Owen Gramps Papo. <laughs> um, uh, I think Downhill and Gramps are gonna have to be. It's got a uh, ring to it. The leaders of the defense, like we talked. about. I mean, the the def- You've got a very young secondary that's stepping up, completely replacing everybody, and then uh, replacing the best defensive line in recent history for Auburn. I think the linebackers are going to have to make everyone better. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking at the whole position, but uh, I think we both expect downhill and gramps to get the most playing time. So I, I need those guys to, to step up. All right. Who's your number one? Uh, my number one is the chemistry of the offensive line, because we've seen what a good offensive line is. Because last year's offensive line objectively was good, right? Four of them got drafted, or four of them are on NFL teams. Yeah, two drafted, two, two drafted, undrafted free, free agents. agents. There you yeah, go. four on NFL teams, um, and, and 
at, at times last year it looked like they couldn't block anyone. Right. But then you go look at like the pro football focus grades and yeah, it's like individually they were, the, they were solid. Yeah, and, yeah. and so and when we watch, you know, we're going back and watching these old games and the offensive lines are dominating and it looks like they're all on a string. And, and so and none of those guys got and, chances yeah, in the league. Exactly. Yeah. And there are very few of them. Right. Yeah. So, Greg Robinson and then like I think Cozy landed somewhere, but Braden Smith in in twenty seventeen. He right. wasn't even twenty thirteen. Never mind. We haven't even watched him yet. So. Yeah. It's yeah, and so I just the chemistry of the offensive line, especially with these JUCO guys coming in. These aren't guys who have been at Auburn and are are really good friends for years and and whatnot. So uh, I, I think that is the biggest X factor because we've seen what Auburn and Gus Malzahn can do with a very with a with an offensive line that's that's all on the same page. Yeah, I like your number one more than mine. Mine is uh my number one is Bo Nix because he needs to play well for Auburn to do well. I have no like this is this goes back to what I said on Friday about how like I know. when the Broncos or the Colts used to play and they'd be like yeah I think Peyton Manning needs to not throw seven interceptions for the for the Colts to have a yeah. chance and they really like, need Reggie oh. Wayne to uh, you know get get some separation for Peyton Manning it's like okay all right <laughs> thank Sweet. you um, I think you would have won this if this was judged I tried to be creative today and or not just today the whole list and. Um, it wasn't even judged. I, I'm going to be honest with you, though. Yeah. This was maybe it's because I tried harder and, and tried to be creative, but like serious at the same time. I think this may have been one of the lists I had the least fun with. Um, a lot of people were really into it on Friday. I think it's an interesting list. Don't get me wrong. I think we've had a great discussion about it. Mm-hmm. But some mm-hmm. of the other ones that were just a complete disaster. Yeah, that was were fun. a lot of fun. That was so. fun. That was fun. <laughs> All right, buddy. Where can people find you uh, on the socials? Follow me on Twitter and get pumped for the uh, 2010 documentary special oh, thing. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. It will be released whenever my uh, daughter chooses to enter this world, which will be sometime in the next two weeks. So get excited about that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. Follow the show on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. This has been another edition of Locked on Auburn. <laughs> It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.